Everything Comes From Something is an unoriginal podcast about unoriginality because everything truly does come from something. I'm one of your hosts, Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle. And we are so glad that you're here joining us, listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and share the show with your friends and family. If you have a couple bucks to throw our way, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ecfspodcast. And with no further ado, welcome to the show. What is the deal with us recording on Labor Day? I feel like this is a state crime or something like that. What is the deal with you just opening the show like a like a two-bit stand-up? <laughs> That's a good point. What's I, the deal with airplane food? <laughs> how do those metal birds fly anyways? That makes no sense. Have you ever found out how heavy they are? <laughs> That's true. You ever think about the fact that when you oh, I'm take, terrified a, of take a plane, you take a flight, you literally get in a giant metal tube that's shaped kind of like a bird that goes so fast that it actually flies. It constantly blows my mind. It's when insane. I am up in the air in an airplane and you look down on the world below you, there's just something that clicks in my brain saying, I should not have ever been up here yeah yeah. and and they're like my my mind was never supposed to look at the world from this view Mm, that's mm. fascinating that's quite fascinating to me that's too bad actually but you're trying to change the subject cameron am i getting paid time and a half for this episode or something like that i hope so where's my paycheck patreons yeah where's our time and a half now you guys support us just fine except for there is one major issue every single episode of this show I feel like I'm complaining about how we never get any questions. Mm. And so, just to spite our listeners, we know... That's always a good thing. (laughs) This stupid person named Tim Smith. I'm just kidding. He's not stupid. But Tim Smith, homeless Tim Smith from last episode, um, I'm sure he'll be back on the show. But I'm good friends with Tim. He's not a Patreon supporter, but he loves the show. And I said, you know what, Tim? You're the only person that texts me pretty frequently about the podcast. (laughs) Uh, like a crazy person like I feel like he's gonna knock at my door one night and be like does Isaac live here he was nice enough to send us some questions Cameron quite mm. insightful and, and to be honest they're a little painful but it's supposed to be an incentive for the Patreon listeners to send us some worthy questions mm. actual worth uh, why am I saying that like six times it's like I can't finish my sentences today, what about Cameron. like is a is a hot dog a sandwich no Stop. Is a hot dog a sandwich, though? Tim Smith asks us, would you rather have a horse-sized duck or a duck-sized horse? Mm. I'm going to say a duck-sized horse. Little horse. I think that's an easy one, actually. What are you going to do with a horse-sized... Well, okay. Here's here's <laughs> here's the secondary thought that I just had that just popped into my mind. Imagine, like, a giant peeking duck. Yeah. Do you think that a quack from a huge duck would be like three octaves lower? (laughs) So it'd be like, whack, whack, whack. And they like, they quack a lot. Yeah, they do. You you ever listen to ducks and go, whack, 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 whack. So it'd be like, whack, 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 whack. It'd probably be the best sample for some dubstep song. You know what I mean? I was going to say a terrible thing about ducks um, because ducks are really terrible animals, but I'm going to ignore it. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Why? Why are you hating on ducks? Ducks are terrible. I feel like if I got a tattoo of an animal, it would probably be a duck. Really? Yeah, I like ducks. They do horrible things to each other. (laughs) Oh. Well, I don't know about duck societal norms. Yeah, it's bad. Well, maybe I shouldn't resonate with ducks so much. Do you want me to tell this story? Sure. About ducks? It's just reproduction. It's natural. Okay. Tell us about natural. This is Ducks have... Ducks rape so frequently... (laughs) <laughs> that <laughs> that the the female ducks um actually have m- mazes in their in their uterus oh my gosh and and the male ducks are actually corkscrew shaped <laughs> ducks are horrible yeah yeah that's that terrifying <laughs> I don't think I'll ever look at those little birds the same. Yeah. So anyways, that's why I want a duck-sized horse. Mm. 
Well, yeah, that, you know, a large duck now is much more terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, actually, though, you think about having a small, tiny horse that you could, like, bring around and pet. It was, like, dog-sized, you know? It'd probably be the size of, like, a Boston Terrier or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be cool. That would be pretty neat. You couldn't ride it, but it would be, like, you know. This is just some some beef to pick with horses. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because beef comes from cows. <laughs> But what's the deal with horse legs? Horse legs? What are you I talking just, about? I feel like they don't look right. You know what I mean? Like when a horse falls over and tries to get back up, I just, it looks so painful and awkward. Mm, mm. I just, I'm not okay with the design of a horse. Did you know, and this, we can tie it totally back in if you, if you want to move on from all the questions. Yeah. Um, the first motion picture was in order to sell, settle a bet between a guy and a, and another guy about if horses lift all four of their legs off the floor when they run. Really? Yeah. So they took they took simultaneous pictures of a horse running. They uh-huh. put up like a bunch of cameras in a line, and then they played it back so that they could see, um, they could see whether uh, whether or not a horse lifts all four. What's feet the off answer? The they do. That is awesome. <laughs> I actually like that's such a fascinating story. Yeah. About it. And that was the, that was technically the first motion picture. Horses are linked to labor and horses are linked <laughs> to film. And so today we will be talking about <laughs> movies to watch on Labor Day weekend. Oh, Even dear. though this is Labor Day, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something, episode fifty nine. My name is Isaac Ransom. And I'm Cameron Tuttle. And thank you for joining us today. We're kicking it back. You know it's a holiday. We're keep we're keeping it easy. Easy breezy beautiful Keeping it easy Especially after a history podcast Which we got a lot of Good reception to Yeah And we were talking about Horses then mm. Cowboys mm. Cowboys are not Little Nas X That's the conclusion I came to Little what? What did you say? You know the guy who sings um, Oh Lil Nas X Did I say it wrong? Little Nas X I, Well isn't there Isn't it A? N-S-A? Nas Or N-A-S Sorry Lil Nas X I'm sh- pretty sure that's how it's spelled Oh dear! What are you doing? Sorry, I'm you watching just, YouTube while no, we're recording. I I just wanted to show you the the first the first motion picture. Okay, let me talk this. This through. is it. Oh wow! So it, it does look like a stop motion, very silhouette esque. Yeah. Um, a dark look, horse. Wow, these cameras they literally just do black and white images. Wow, this is terrible footage. Yeah, yeah. But this was in like what? When was this? I don't know. This is almost a scientific something? experiment. You can it, check. It that. was. It was. You can check that out on YouTube. What What did you find it under, Cameron? Um, the first motion picture ever made. All right, there it is. It's all about horses. I think it was 1895. Yeah. Oh, 1887. Sorry. Yeah. And look how far we've come. Movies about horses in westerns and stuff dude you know you have you have magical cinematic gems like war horse uh do you remember that to the first of movies that was just like knockoff horse movies it was all the same it was literally all the same movie about how a horse you know he's not the purebred but he's he can get the job done oh and then he's got like a sad you know like like arc and he he wins the the prize but they have to put him down anyways is that like water horse no like um uh what's what's that oh geez that horse movie it's like the very famous horse movie i don't know and then there was racing stripes where it's a zebra <laughs> oh man. dude water horse is a real movie yeah the water horse legend of the deep why have i watched this oh man i remember watching this movie and telling my parents that I didn't want to watch this movie. <laughs> and they were like, too bad. You yeah. have to watch this movie oh. about the water horse. Oh, dear. Does that look familiar? No, not at all. Oh, what a terrible movie. Do not watch the water horse Legends of the Deep. No, but what are those horse movies? I'm telling you, water horse. No, no, no. I think no. that movie is about... Um, oh, like the Secretariat, Flicka, you know? You know these movies? Racing Stripes. They're all the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah, no. What it- Sea Biscuit? So I've been playing through Shadows of the Colossus. Yeah. And you get real fond of that horse. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Rip that horse, dude. Actually, it doesn't die. But really? it falls off a cliff and comes back limping at the end. Oh, well, that's sad. This is what I feel bad about 
I know we're we're it's just becoming a horse podcast. <laughs> um, but that the end of that game, the girl wakes up from the altar, finally resurrected from her from wanderer's sacrifice or whatever, and the horse comes back limping, right? Because it fell off a cliff. Hmm. Very sad moment towards the end of the game, hmm. and like. It shows B-roll during the credits of her out in the forest feeding, you know, rabbits and deer. And the horse is there still limping. I'm like, would you put some sort of stint or stunt? What a, what's the word? A some splint? Cast. Yeah, splint. A splint on that horse. Don't If a horse breaks its leg, don't they have to put it down? It was like she just would rather have that horse suffer to its death. Wow. Wow. Uh, which I was Cruel. thinking about. I was like, this is... This is dark. You know, this mm. is supposed to be good feeling. You know, she's feeding the rabbits and the weird lizards with blue tails. And, you know, <laughs> there's the horse limping al- limping away to its death. Mm. So not right. We should probably get back on topic here. No, I have one more derailment in the horse direction. Okay, this episode's already <laughs> lost. Let's be honest. So the... Um, the Okay, you ever think about how a lot of these movies that have horses, big horse action scenes, um, the horses have to, like, fall down and stuff, right? Yeah, like John Wick 3? Yeah, yeah. Is there... I don't know. I didn't see that There's one. this weird, like, gun jousting scene in John Wick 3 where they're riding horses. He's riding a horse on a freeway against motorcycles. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty intense. I like that. And there's a lot of horse killing. Yeah, so that's, this is where I was going, is they have to have, like, stunt horses. You horses I mean? that kick people. Horses that horses that will like fall over and be able to get back up, like no, fall safely. When I said horse killing, I meant the horse oh, they killing were ki- people. Oh. oh, okay, okay. And I was like, I don't know how that works. No, but, but like in Game of Thrones, you see all those you see all those um, horses that that just fall over and they look dead, and you're like, you you have to you have to actually train a horse to do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. How they used to do it, and this is terrible. This is a terrible story. They they didn't have, like, any animal rights groups back in the day. I don't think anything can beat your ducktails. So. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, <laughs> ducktails, woo! Just get to it. Get to the story, Cameron. So, in, like, in like old westerns, they, in order to, to make it seem like they were shooting, shooting the horses and they would fall over, they would put trip wire... In the field, and they would have the horses actually trip over tripwire. That's mean. I how, how are you gonna do that? How are you gonna treat a horse like that? That <laughs> <laughs> is super mean. I know horses are supposed to be incredibly smart, and they bond well with humans. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Not if you're tripping them all the time. I guess so. And Mr. Ed, you know how they got Mr. Ed to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, who are you talking about? What are you talking Mr. about? Mr. Ed the horse. I don't know what that is. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, unless the horse is Mr. Ed. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyways. Let's it, go back to War Horse. It was a talking horse. It was a television show okay. back in like the 60s. I'm with you. I think. 50s? I don't know. Sure. Um, what, do you think I was alive back then, Cameron? How they would just you? They would just electrocute the horse. <laughs> <laughs> to get his mouth to move? Yeah, they would poke it with like... <laughs> Oh my gosh. (laughs) When is the horse revolution going to (laughs) start? The horses rise up. Horse rights. Let's talk about horse rights in Hollywood. We've got, they have horse rights now. You have to like get certified from like a, an actual horse trainer like animal, animal handling basically. What if like your career path was horse handling? I'll, I'll, you know, throughout history, lots of people in America, that was their career path. We talked about it last week. <laughs> I guess so. It's just so weird to think about in the 21st century. Maybe you'd have to grow up on a ranch. Check out check out the average salary. Of a rancher? This podcast episode is going to change. Its title <laughs> is changing quickly. It's probably um, going to be called Labor Day Movies and Horses. That's probably the name of this episode. Let's see. How much does a ranch hand make? Horse handler. I don't know. Make it specific to horses in Hollywood. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, you know, I know Ariel. Okay, ho- horse trainer salary twenty four thousand. Mm. Not, not very good. Not so hot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Horse handler annual sal- salary twenty nine thousand. So it's like a side gig. <laughs> 
probably not. No, yeah, probably wouldn't work so well. Um, but the imagine if you were a horse handler and a dog trainer, a dog handler trainer. You could make bank being the animal guy. Dog walker. Call me Dr. Doolittle and hire <laughs> me on your set. No, I bet they. I bet the animal handlers in Hollywood get paid a lot more. They're true, probably unionized. They have. They probably have like an animal handling union. Oh, animal actors. Oh, this is good. Oh, yes. Let's get into it. <laughs> California Film Commission. Um, yeah, American Humane Association. Um, you have to put no animals were harmed, blah, blah, blah. Do you think animals get the day off on Labor Day because they're humans get the day off on Labor Day? Most likely. It's probably the dumbest question I've asked in the last three years. Do... <laughs> Do animals get the day off? It's not like... I mean, really, in Hollywood, Hollywood is the only time where you can say that animals actually have jobs. It's just like children. You ever think about that? Children and and animals. They actually have jobs. They don't have much to say, but they got to be on set by eight. Yep. Yeah. But So, like, they get, they get the day off. The only on difference is that animals don't get education. But mm. that's gonna change with the horse revolution, right, Cameron? Horses, horse, horse <laughs> rise up. <laughs> Let's get into the origins of Labor Day. Bring it up here on Wikipedia, <laughs> a reliable source. I kind of just want to keep talking about horses. <laughs> oh, we'll get back to them for sure. Uh, Labor Day, how'd it come about? What's the deal with it? <clears throat> um, well, it's a public holiday. Um, it was basically just a perk for the for the labor unions. I'm trying really hard not to fall asleep. <laughs> As Cameron and I were... <laughs> you were calling this big brain content. <laughs> you know, you know, this this episode is going to be completely irrelevant after Monday. Yeah, that's fine. That's Yeah, I guess so. So I guess we'll say post-Labor Day week, what we're going to talk about today is a set of movies that revolve around work. Um, I noticed that my dad actually he has a normal nine to five job um, and he works for a tech company and it's like he doesn't find much comedy in work related film Mm. just because Mm. he's like this is too close to what I deal with day in and day out you know you watch a show like The Office my dad is like I don't want to watch this show. Mm, it reminds me of yeah, my it reminds office, you of work, you know, uh, and I and I think that's too funny. Maybe isn't that the appeal though? Like you kind of want the relatable experience. That's like that's why like the characters in the office are so like well crafted because they're 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 just heightened versions of what you might normally find, you know. Yeah. Okay, why is it that you can't wear white after Labor Day? What? Yeah, there's like a thing. I've probably broken that rule. I have no idea what you're talking about. I It's I, like a faux pas. I don't know what you're talking about. What? White after Labor Day? Yeah, wearing you can't wear white after after Labor Day. I don't know why, but I've never heard this in my life, Cameron. I think you're just making up stuff. No, no, it's serious. I've constantly Look, th- there's a CNN article about it. Then read it and tell me. But I'm going to go on a rant about how I think Labor Day is such a random holiday that is kind of useless. Um, it just interrupts the school year. Like I just had my first full week of school, so you can call me brain dead if you want. Um, I feel like, have you ever had that experience where you learn so much information that your brain is steaming and like, it's just overwhelmed. You've probably not had this listening to our show at all, but, uh, you know, when I, when I go to school, that's how I feel after what, five hours of school, right? It's all just leave. And I'm like, man, I'm just mentally exhausted from being pounded over the head on the practical application of the quadratic formula in economics like Mm. i just wow i am my mind is gone right steaming and i have no idea where i was going with this story (laughs) well in any case i i can't find i actually can't find a reason why it's true but monday is labor day this monday is labor day in the united states blah 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 um, many Americans put away their white clothes on Labor Day and do not wear them again until the following May after Memorial Day. What the heck? Yeah. This is according to CNN? No, this is VOA. Oh. I don't know what VOA even is. I, I've literally never heard this in my life. Yeah? 
I'll tell you what, listeners, Patreon members, if you know why people do this, send us a message as long as it's not related to And Colts. apparently it's just an, an American thing. Labor Day? No, no, no. Like the, you can't wear white after Labor Day. Uh, I'm going to wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> just to sort of see if anyone comments. Just to spite. I don't know. I, I literally have never heard that before in my life. Mm. Mm. Nevertheless, Cameron and I are going to go through a few movies that are work-related or semi-work-related or kind of workplace-related. We don't know. It's a broad list. We thought it would be fun to kind of share some of our favorite movies that you could watch and laugh and relate to mm. on Labor Day or <laughs> following this week. Cameron, let's yep. get into the list. I think... What's exciting about this for me is that I have a lot of movies that you've probably never heard of. I have not seen most of the movies on your list. I know. So. Which is surprising because you're, yeah, you're a film dude. I don't know why, but maybe I just don't watch movies that revolve around an office. Yeah. I don't know. I've got a couple movies. I've got not very many in my list because I just don't watch I don't watch a lot of office movies. But the main one for me is Fight Club. Um, Which I have still not seen. Oh, you should watch it. To it's this real, day. It's amazing. It's amazing. You would love it. The only thing that I hear about it is the Where Is My Mind. Which uh, is great. But, uh, song but you would you would love, you would actually love this movie. Okay. But, so. You want to give us a spoiler free rundown of what Fight Club is about? Yeah, yeah. So it's this guy who, who he has insomnia um, and he, he basically hates his job like every, every work movie. Um, and he starts going to um, to a, a cancer support group, even though he doesn't have cancer. Um, and he keeps like lying to them. And um, and at one point, he meets a guy named Tyler Durden, who um, who basically they start a fight club. So he they're outside this bar, and and Tyler Durden is like, "Hey, can, can you punch me in the face?" Um, and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, punch me in the face. Punch me really hard, as hard as you can. And so and so he punches him, and then they start fighting, and a bunch of other people come around, and they make it this, like, club, basically, um, to get away from work. Um, and and the end, well, I'm not going to spoil it. But, Don't spoil the end, yeah. But um, basically, you know, because he's he's had this, this like, um, fight training, essentially, um he you know he comes in <laughs> into work like he's all he's all bruised up and like you know missing teeth and stuff and um and he, he gets called into his off or his his boss's office and um and he's like so fed up with with work at that at this point that he um he starts to punch himself in the face <laughs> in his boss's office <laughs> and uh, like the security is coming up right they're trying to take him away and so he's punching himself in the face while yelling no no don't hit me <laughs> to frame his boss <laughs> and he like throws himself through a table oh it's so good that is funny I love it I think the reoccurring theme and a theme that I really relate with with a lot of these film movies and something that I think a lot of us as individuals need to pursue on our own time is this idea of thriving in life. There's actually this song by Switchfoot that I really like called Thrive. And the line in the chorus is, I want to thrive, not just survive, right? And I think a lot of us can relate to that, whether it's a Monday morning or you're just getting back into the grind. And a part of why Cameron and I even do this show is you need to find some things that really fill you up that make you feel fulfilled as an individual that give you purpose, right? And being at a job you don't like really sucks the purpose and meaning out of life, I think. In a lot of situations, and I think in a lot of these movies, that is one of the set themes of all of them, where it's like you need to explore what your purpose is, whether that's opposite to work or in line with work. Um, I know that there are actually a lot of people that find their work purposeful and inspiring. And I think a lot of us become jealous of, of seeing that in people. You know, I've been hanging out around a lot of teachers because I'm getting back into school. And you can tell a lot of these teachers this is what they love to do. They are there. I mean, I have this one teacher in this class called Corporate Finance. 
he makes so much money at the job he's doing and I can tell he loves his job but the whole time I'm thinking into the back of my head I'm like why is he here like why is he here teaching if he loves his job so much and he had this small line at the beginning of class saying there was this teacher that used to teach at San Jose State and he passed away a few years ago and I love this guy like I thought this teacher was incredible and so I came back just to teach like almost in honor of him mm. and he lights up when he's teaching the class yeah it's about corporate finance come on like how boring can that be but when you see someone who's passionate about something excited about something energetic about something it suddenly becomes entertaining that that alone is one of the inspirations of our podcast itself I mean we are talking about Labor Day on Labor Day um, and what you can do to watch movies. How boring of a topic is that? I'm going to be honest. It's a little boring, but Cameron and I are excited to be here and hang out. And it's like, that's what I love about a lot of these reflective, maybe over-dramatized versions of a workspace. And I think one of the best examples of that and one of the highest rated films to watch on Labor Day is the movie Office Space. Cameron, have you, have you seen Office Space? I, no, I haven't. I would say the first 20 minutes of Office Space nails the corporate office world perfectly mm, mm. Uh, just the opening scene in traffic it's like this guy sitting in traffic and I know I mentioned this I think two episodes ago where it's like he's in this lane that stopped and the lane to his left is moving slowly so he merges over to the left lane that one stops the rain t- uh, the lane to his right that he was just in starts to move so he merges back over the right lane now stops the left lane starts to move he's like losing his mind sitting in traffic yeah. and I'm sitting there like dude this is like so true that it's funny and that's what the whole show is like then he goes into the office and people ask him if he had gotten the memo like 12 times 12 different people ask him like he has three managers above him just the um what is the word i'm looking for hierarchy what's what's governmental higher the bureaucracy mm. of his workplace mm. uh is just so stupid that and he just hates it right and it shows him wasting time like behind his desk thinking man like what do i do what am i supposed to do um and it's like this is what a dead-end boring job is like and he's not happy and the whole theme of the movie is it's like well what does someone like this do and i'll just kind of give a quick rundown of the plot he eventually becomes hypnotized in this hypnotherapy thing um, to not care about the pressures of his job. Mm. And suddenly he becomes a total a-hole, a courageous a-hole that doesn't care about his job. And so his work promotes him quickly. And then he is told that his friends are going to get fired. So they, it becomes this dark heist. And it's it's really strange. Like basically his his friends are like, well, we're going to get fired. So we might as well do this weird algorithmic thing that rounds up every purchase and takes a penny from the company across multiple purchases and then now they have a bunch of money and they're like oh shoot we shouldn't have done this and it 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 devolves quickly but there are a ton of characters in the movie that are just funny the movie's pretty dry it's got jennifer aniston in it which is strange i had no idea why she was in that movie um good movie though good film revolving around kind of happiness is is sort of the theme in that do you ever think about like the dramatization of of that style of office it always reminds me of like a place like the DMV or yeah. like somewhere that's like so terrible but like i i mean i haven't been to a lot of offices but for for the most part the ones that i've been to have been like nice and pleasant you know like they yeah. they're they don't they're not like the cubicle sort of like weird boxed off um ugly offices that are always presented well i think office culture has changed a lot I, yeah i think so too. um this movie was made in the 90s and i think yeah the dot-com boom in the 90s sort of led to a new theory or a new style of what an office was like and clearly it wasn't as well thought out as maybe so many start managers culture. thought it was um I love the office space at the church I'm working at, mm, mm. but that's definitely more of a creative scene, I guess. I, I have different uh, responsibilities there that I consider work, but also fun. So, um, 
but yeah, I, I also know a lot of people that say their office is great. You know, we, we're from the Silicon Valley, so we hear a lot of stories about workplaces that are just almost mini paradises trying to help you not be distracted and stay working. And Hey, it could be worse, right? I mean, that's yeah, one way. Be. That's one way to look at it. You could be, I don't know. You could be in an office space. Situation. You could be. You could work at the DMV. Yeah, yeah. So DMV. it could always oh. work. It could always be worse. That how, would suck. How is it? How is it that the DMV is such a miserable place all the time and anywhere you go? How is that possible? I would love to be hired by the government just to change <sighs> DMV layout. And like, let's just like, let's get music bumping, live music, every DMV. <laughs> live music. Um, that would be fun. I mean, that would at least be, or or maybe just something car related. Starbucks in every single DMV. Because it's the Department of Motor Vehicles. Like, can we have like a cool car show? Yeah, let's get some mod shops out, yeah. out back. Um, let's get some cool... Like, let's theme it like Disneyland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's, let's spruce it up. Let's make Universal buy every DMV property <laughs> in the world, turn it into a Fast and Furious hub. Mm, mm. Um, it would fix street racing culture that Austin Keys talked about back in episode 52, I'm guessing, no, or 53, 4, somewhere. somewhere around there. Um, and there'd be no more street racers in random Denny's parking lots. <laughs> Instead, it would all happen at the DMV and it would be embraced and wow. exciting. And it would be bumping. It would be like, let's bring out all your modded cars. DMV closes at 5. At 6.30, we'll see you with your cars. All right. You guys want to race? Every DMV is building a racetrack behind it. <laughs> Forget downtown Los Gatos. We're ripping out the back of it. Uh, <laughs> we're turning it into a racetrack. Le Mans in every city. You know what I mean? Okay, so so this is a thing that I was thinking about. And you know how we were considering talking about um, how to fix San Francisco? Yes. This is this is this is something that I think all all city governments, all local governments, maybe even the state and the federal government should do. Right? You pay taxes. You pay a lot of them. You want to know where that men- money goes. Uh-huh. Right? So let's have an itemized list. Of like all the things that this is your percentages of of you know where your they money do. went. They do have that. They don't. They I don't looked at it in my economics class. They don't give it to you though. I mean, you got to go to the federal website, yeah, but you can get the spreadsheet for the year. I want to. I want to know. Why don't you go look at it? I should. Also, also I found another it quite, thing. Quite fascinating, actually. I think it was. Um. We spend on a federal level something like three hundred million dollars on defense, yeah, military. But then our healthcare system has five hundred and twenty-six million dollars, yeah, spent on it. And then there was one other. I was just like Social Security, probably. Yeah, the yeah. numbers are crazy. So no, but this the is, list exists. That's what I'm telling you. Well, I don't want a list of what the government spends money on. You're talking about local. I want a a percentage. I I want you to. I pay my taxes, right? I'm okay. on TurboTax. Yes, got you. And then it comes back to me, and it says you spent, you know, fifty eight dollars and twenty eight and twenty five cents on, uh, you know, this thing. You spent. Blah blah blah. I want a breakdown of like, and you could just take that from the percentages, right? You Technically, could just, you could look at the gross paid from your taxes, cut it across the percentages, divvied amongst the government, and probably the amount of money you make, Cameron. It would be very insignificant amounts to each. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it would be it would tell me like this is where your money's going. You know what I mean? Like this is where this is what you, your money you're you're putting into if you really want to know you can do it that's what i'm telling i know i know but i want it for me <laughs> all right TurboTax, get on it get on it TurboTax. help us like the government TurboTax. help us or or this is a this is a proposal by by a one andrew yang presidential candidate and i love this idea right Hit it. he said okay at the end of your at the end of your taxes, you know, you pay for most of you pay for all the stuff that's necessary, right? And you have a little five percent that you get to choose where it goes to. So if you want to go, if you want it to go to like education, you want it to go to like the you know recreation, parks and surf, you know, whatever. You you decide where you put a little extra money, that little five percent 
onto onto you know that thing. I love that idea. And at the end of the at the end of the time, because we'll we'll do it in like a competitive um, way of doing it. They'll send you like a little video about like, oh, this is where this is where your money's gone. You yeah. know what I mean? Like each department will have like their own little little kitschy video about where where your money's gone. I love that idea. I think it's so good. Hey guys, Department of uh, <laughs> Homeland Defense Security. This is the F twenty two. You guys help fund, and uh, this is it blowing up something. It's just a video of a jet. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love that? I just can't wait for the videos. Um, what is it? The foster care system videos. Those would make you cry. You know what I mean? Yeah, Alyssa Milano. And then they'd be like, for those of you who didn't support us, uh, this is the name of, of all the children that didn't get a room. And it's just like this long list of, of kids. Mm. Just pure mm. guilt. And but don't say, you like that idea forget of the like... the military, support the Support orphans. the children. <laughs> what about the orphans? <laughs> Don't you love it though? You if if you like had a little a little choice in the matter, I th- I would say that's quite democratic. Yes, it would be. What are we talking about again? That's right, Labor Day. Working. Well, I guess labor relates to taxes. Yeah, quite economic. I want to shout out a couple weird movies okay. that sort of relate to workspace. One of my favorites. One of these movies that nobody has ever seen. <laughs> Except for Ruben, um, who loves Weird Al. There's this movie called UHF. Now, Cameron, you read the reviews to this film, <laughs> and they were like zeros, right? Yeah, it was. It was like, yeah. It was. This is probably one of the cheesiest, stupidest movies you could ever watch in your life, and it is Weird Al's movie that was made in the '80s about this guy named George, and George has worked so many different jobs and continually gets fired. He just sucks at everything he does until eventually his uncle lets him run a small local TV station. Um, and they start to make TV shows. Him and his best friend start to make TV shows. And it is just, it's quite funny. Mm, mm. It's quite funny. I have um, another one. If you're done with UHF. Well, let me just mention one scene. Oh yeah, go for um, it. They have this janitor who's a little stupid uh who works there but they find out he's great in front of the camera even though he's not uh it's 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 quite yeah they give him his own show and it's like it's a kid's show that's really it's funny because one of his best friend originally has the kid's show um his name is like bobby the clown but he's like really upset all the time he's like okay kids let's do this and let's do this like i don't know it's and then the janitor gets a show because he walks on accidentally onto the set or something like that there's this scene where the show's opening up and the janitor's like good job jimmy you found the marble in the oatmeal now you get to drink from the water hose and it's this scene where he like puts a water hose right in front of this kid's face and just opens it and the kid goes flying across the room and it's just it's the worst kind of slapstick if you want to watch something that makes your brain melt check out uhf mm. i'd say you'd at least if you can watch that movie without cracking a smile at all i will have to find a hundred dollars to give you um and i'm sure tim smith is going to do that because that's what he would do mm, mm. so it's a non it's a figurative hundred dollars right Imaginary. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you an imaginary Monopoly $100. Oh, good. Um, have you seen Clerks? No. Yeah, so Clerks is like um, basically just just two guys at a convenience store. Um, and it's literally just how how boring and terrible working a, working a, <laughs> working like a retail job like that is. Yeah. And so they're just like, you know, they're just like goofing off and talking and like, it's a very, it's a, it's, it's a very uneventful movie. Uh, but that's kind of the point. And it was super, super indie, um, really low budget. Got Kevin Smith, his, um, you know, his, his fame. Um, it was $27,000 was the budget. Wow. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. And he, he basically used his friends, like his friend owned, a a convenience store <laughs> and you just use that as the set that's it, great m- most of that um money was was like towards film because they shot on 16 millimeter wow so and food it's always food yeah 
making yeah your cast has got to eat i yep. guess yeah but it's um no it's a funny movie it's it's a comedy they're you know goofing off that kind of reminds me of a movie actually about a day off there's a movie called friday oh, oh i thought you were gonna Cube. say ferris bueller's day off. Uh, that is on my list actually but oh, i think yeah. most people have seen that there's this movie called friday by ice cube it's like um these guys that live in the hood not, i don't think it's by ice, by cube, ice cube and uh <laughs> and yeah it's basically about his friend trying to get him to smoke weed on his day off and it's it's surprisingly full of heart i would mm. say mm. like i enjoyed it a lot i don't know why i enjoyed it mm. um but basically he ends up smoking this weed and then he finds out that his friend wasn't supposed to be smoking the weed. Instead, his friend was supposed to be selling it. And so the drug guy that was giving his friend the weed to sell comes by and he's like, okay, you got the money for selling the weed? And he's like, uh, no, man. He's like, did you smoke all the weed I gave you? And then it's this plot of a drug lord trying to kill them. Mm. And Ice Cube's like, well, I just had one smoke. It's not my problem. And then he's like, oh, it's your problem now. So... <laughs> It's I don't know I found that movie quite fun. Hmm, interesting. Um, that's a good one. It about, it, it was actually ri- written in part by Ice Cube. So suck it. Yeah. There you go. But directed by F. Gary Gracie or G- F. F. Gary Gray. It kind of reminds me of like the beginning of San Andreas. GTA San Andreas. Mm, I never played that one. But yeah, no, no, no. It's it's a fun movie for sure. So yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a good one to watch. That's not about work, though. That's about school. It's about getting away from it, giving away from all of it. And I, I think know. It, I I'm think not going to accept that. I one. think it kind of follows our theme, though, about purpose, happiness, sure, sure, and you know, finding what it's all about in all of it. Mm, mm. I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think I think that movie's a lot. Well, I think a lot of people like that. I don't think anybody says that that movie is terrible. You, you know what's on this list? What? <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> that's not on. That's not on my list. You ever seen that movie? Of course, I've seen that movie. Oh, it's terrible. I don't remember one minute of it. Paul Blart Mall Blart. <laughs> I don't remember one minute of it. But Paul Cop Mall Cop. <laughs> Here's another one for you. One that you probably haven't heard of, but it's starring someone you know. It's called Joe versus the Volcano. Uh, this stars the guy from Castaway, Tom Hanks. Mm, mm. The guy from Saving Private Ryan, Tom Hanks. Vin Diesel. What? <laughs> Is Vin Diesel in Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. What does he play? He plays one of the dudes. In his squad? Yeah. He plays Private Carpazza. My my mind is blown. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes, dude. Yeah, he lo- he he gets shot by the snipers. By the snipers. He gets Remember, shot. it's like that scene. There, it's very touching. They're talking, and wow. And then he gets shot by the snipers. It looks. It's so weird to see him in this movie. I I'm don't understand at why. Images. First of all, he looks really young. Yeah, he was. He looks really different. <laughs> to be honest. Okay, not that different. I don't get why this is such a... This is cool. <gasps> oh! This guy. Yeah. This is... Th- no, I, I just found a different actor that I was trying to figure out the name of. Oh. <laughs> Who is this guy? In Saving Private Ryan. Do you, rem- do you recognize him? Hold on. I'm going to find out. I don't. I don't know his name. I'm going to get it. Anyways, Tom Hanks is in this movie, Joe versus the Volcano. Really great opening um, where he's working in this um, this job that just sucks and he hates it. I was thinking of Genovi Ribisi. Rib- oh, that's the guy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I've seen him in movies recently. I'm like, where have I seen him in? Mm-hmm. I guess he was in Saving Private Ryan. He's really good in Saving Private Ryan. He's an avatar. Oh. Oh, oh no. he's an avatar. One, two, three, four, and five. Oh, no. In pre-production. Oh, no. Dude, 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. I don't believe it, dude. The decade of avatars. I just... Who cares about Avatar? I agree. Apparently, everyone. But I watched it and was like... Oh, he was in The Bad Batch. 
Yeah, like he's in a lot of stuff. I didn't really like that. Let movie. me get back to this Joe versus the Volcano. Yeah. Tom Hanks stars as this guy who's working in an office. There's this girl that he likes there. He hates his job. Everything sucks. He hates his boss. Suddenly, he finds out that he's diagnosed with something called brain fog, which is fatal, or uh, brain cloud. And it's fatal, and he will die in the next five to six months. And so he's like, you know what? Screw it all. He gets up. He tells off his boss. He asks the girl out. Uh, that he wants to ask out and she's like oh my gosh yes and then she gets upset when he's like I'm gonna die uh, and she's like okay never mind I'm not going out with you and uh, then he leaves his job and suddenly this wealthy man named Samuel uh, Graymore in the film has a proposition for Joe and says hey uh, there is this island that needs a human sacrifice in a volcano you're gonna die anyways what if you just have the craziest coolest adventure on my yacht you go to this island you you live it up and then you jump in the volcano and the human sacrifice for this thing it'll be great uh, the, the volcano won't erupt and the movie is cheesy and weird um, but it's this story about a guy who finds kind of purpose in his life because originally he's like I hate my job I hate my life and now I go on this adventure he falls in love with Meg Ryan and they basically it, that's the story of it um, and it, it's I think it's worth watching at least a little bit of uh, um, especially the opening I like the opening a lot mm. the the office scene in the set of the of the office he's working in it's like this scary dungeon that he's trapped in a lot of good visuals and um yeah i just i think the the movie is is a funny strange concept and it, it is not executed perfectly but it's got it's got heart so gotta I, give it credit i have another one that i just thought of as give we it. were talking give it this is an incredible movie and i know nobody's gonna go watch it because um it's old it was made in 1938 um but it's called bringing up baby and it's absolutely hilarious. It's the one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. What is it? Um, basically, it's a guy who he's like this very snooty. Um, uh, he's like a he's like a museum curator or whatever. Okay. Um, and so he has this like he's he's very um, interested in securing a donation to his museum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he meets this this woman who is like crazy she's like the carefree doesn't live by any rules and that's right, sort of right. the the like interplay is like he's very uptight and like strict and she's very like um wild and so she <laughs> she has a leopard <laughs> who's who's called baby uh-huh. um and they have to get this leopard to um to her aunt's house um before he gets married in the afternoon at, while also trying to secure this this donation <laughs> and it's like so wild it's so wacky there's like a whole subplot where, <laughs> where he has these bones that go the like last pieces for for uh for like a stegosaurus yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he gets them lot the the leopard steals them <laughs> and buries them in in the garden and it's like it's like he he's like obsessed with finding his bones <laughs> what year is this movie made? 1938 wow it's a, it's so funny it's so funny i kind of want to watch it now you should just to see what i think of it i think you would like it it's it's such a charming movie it's yeah. so hilarious speaking of charming movies i thought you were talking about baby's day out no 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 do you even know what that movie is no it's like this baby who just wanders out of the house. These guys are trying to like kidnap the baby, but she, this baby constantly evades these men who are trying to take the baby for ransom. This yeah. looks terrible. That's the point. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> what about um, uh, baby geniuses? Oh, we're moving on. <laughs> Speaking of some work films, Jim Carrey usually has a lot of good workplace interaction movies. You could talk about Bruce Almighty. Uh, I mean, as far as broadcast films go, Anchorman is great um, for sort of like workplace comedy. Um, but I really enjoy... It lo- doesn't have Jim Carrey in it, does it? No, I know. But I was saying as far as broadcast films. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, but Jim Carrey also has a movie called Liar Liar where he's a big liar in his job. Uh, he works as an attorney and then he is forced to tell the truth all day. And, you know, it's just Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. It's kind of fun. Um, 
I'm sure there are some people that aren't a fan of Jim Carrey and won't like that stuff. But that pretty much wraps up the workplace movies that I have, Cameron. Yeah, I don't have any. It's more. a short list. I mean, how how long could we talk about Labor Day? Not forever. That's what I said. Literally, when we were trying to decide what we were going to do, Isaac was like, was like, let's do it about Labor Day, the history of Labor Day. I was like, we're not going to be able to talk about this for an hour. <laughs> By the way, I said, might I say the history of useless holidays. Mm, mm. Holidays that just, they don't make sense. But here's the thing about useless holidays, and I'll say this with full support, I guess. Who doesn't want a random day off? Yeah, exactly. Everyone does. Yeah, why not? So let's just make Friday, every Friday, a day off for everyone. That would be a bad idea. Productivity would go down a lot. Um, But good for me. Yeah. I feel like four-day work weeks, that is what I aspire no, no, to have. no. I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. That's the thing. I, I don't even get one day off. It feels like <laughs> in, in my real life. They're but. killing you over there. Well, the reason I say four day work weeks is because even if you're only working technically four days a week for the job or company you work for, you still fill up the days you have off with work. Technically, this podcast is work. But it's also fulfilling Mm. and exciting for Cameron and I. And that's why we do it. And so that's why I'm like, it would be interesting to sort of propose that people would take more time off to get more done. You say productivity would go down, possibly. But for those who are motivated, I think output might increase depending on where they put their time. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like productivity would go down because you're taking away eight hours in a day. No, I agree. I'm sure some people want to work five days a week. Yeah. I think it's just that, you know, we are young and want to do different things. We're mm. we're excited to try stuff. Excited. And hey, like we were saying, some people are passionate about the job they do. Right? This podcast is so exciting. This podcast is a snore, dude. <laughs> I'm glad that we talked about horses for like 15 minutes before <laughs> the beginning. Technically, though. we're at 51 minutes. That's almost an hour, Cameron. Mm, are we just trying to fill time? No, we can stop if you want, but I have a good feeling we're going to get into some loony stuff if we keep going. Let's loony, loony tunes it up. I don't even know what to call this episode at this point. Yeah, I know. It's a weird one. Work episodes. It's the That's, day off. It's fun, though. Let's call it Isaac and Cameron's day off. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's a good one. It's almost like one of our Patreon episodes that went up on... Today. No. When we're recording. It goes up on Sunday. Yes. No, it goes up today. It goes up on Saturday. Yes. It goes up on Saturday, but today is Labor Day. No. In the future. We're We're speaking to the future. Yes. Yes. So The the cyber past. By the way, if you support us on Patreon, you get a free exclusive episode of everything comes from something where we talk about nothing very similar to this episode so if you enjoy this craziness just wait till you get into the tree of trust the tree house of trust is that what you call it the tree, tree house, of trust? house of trust is this a pitch yes is it landing probably not not probably not <laughs> probably not now i want to propose to you this idea okay you ready for this hit it unions for animal actors. <laughs> Would it be run by horses? Yes. Yes. Exclusively by horses. You know what? Oh, I, man. Did you see? Did you, you know who I think it should be run by is killer whales. Because apparently killer whales are incredibly smart. If according only, to Joe Rogan and someone else that was on his show. What if, was his name? If only they had legs. They, I, I guess, Eric Kill- Weinstein. Yes, oh, yeah. Kill- Eric Weinstein and Joe Rogan were talking about how killer whales are in- hyper intelligent, along with dolphins. So they would run the animal union, uh, actors, actors union. Did they animals. on that podcast? Did they talk about how they they pass blow f- uh, puffer fishes around to get high? No. <laughs> Do you know about this? I'm really fine without knowing about it. No, no, that? I want to right. tell you. After the ducks thing, I'm not sure I want to. So pufferfish have a toxin in their skin, right, that they secrete. Um, okay. And for most of the, it's very, it's actually very deadly, even to humans. Um, like there's a, you have to prepare it 
specifically or else it'll kill you um like if you're gonna eat it and they but the dolphins um apparently it doesn't kill them it just makes them high and so what they'll do is they'll literally they'll they'll snatch a blowfish and they'll pass it around in groups just getting high off this blowfish (laughs) oh my gosh uh yeah pretty amazing let's get back to animal actors yes because animal actors. what the heck are we talking about who knows <laughs> imdb this is the top 25 animal <laughs> actors <laughs> apparently bart the bear is number one who's bart um, the bear trained by utah animal trainer doug seuss uh Bart the Bear has starred in The Great Outdoors, and he has earned more than $6 million. Good job, Bear. Uh, he's also in We Bought a Zoo, Into the Wild, and Without a Paddle. Look at, the, look at this blue face. This face. <laughs> <laughs> the camera's looking at pictures of blowfish on dolphins. Like, look at this. They're, they're like literally passing it around like a joint. <laughs> Dolphins are smart, dude. They're savage. Okay, uh, actor number th- in third place. I guess Bart the Bear owns first and second place. I don't know if there are two Bart the Bears, um, but yes. Oh, that um, that amazing dog from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know if he's on the list. He is the best. Uh, Sadie is a dog. That is also an actress in Man in the Chair, Fold, and 24 Hours on Craigslist. Wait, 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 wait. They get paid? I get. Yeah, where's their union? They probably have a union. They get paid? Are you joking? Let me let me go down this, uh, this list and see if I can find some dogs that... Oh, Moose is in Frasier? Moose the dog? Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Good job. Earn $10,000 per episode. Good job, Moose. Oh, I'm going to... Oh, this is amazing. I'm going to um, read the PETA... <laughs> the the PETA against um, animal actors. Oh, I love this one. Number seven, Crystal the monkey. <laughs> oh, you know this monkey. I'm pretty sure this monkey is in Night at the Museum, but oh, she's yeah. also in The Hangover 2. Mm. Um. She looks good, man. She's in a she's in a suit and tie. Wow. Nice. Um this is from PETA. There's nothing glamorous about showbiz for primates, big cats, bears, and other animals who are used in television, film, or uh, or advertising, exploited as sports mascots, or used as props in nativity displays. <laughs> mm, very insightful. <laughs> Speaking of horses, there's this horse actress named Molly. Um, Francis goes to the races. Francis. Francis goes to West Point. I guess this is Francis the horse. Nice. Good job. What about Molly. that big dog from um this the big Saint Bernard from Beethoven? Those Beethoven. What about movies? the big Saint? Uh, what about the big dog from the Scooby Doo movie? What about? <laughs> Wasn't it CG? What? That's the dog. Oh, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what about those big dogs in, in show dogs? I, uh, what about all the Air Bud movies? Dude, why was it that er- the early 2000s, there were so many random movies about animals? That know. has completely gone away, right? The Magic of Lassie. Can we say that, that these these dumb animal movies where the where it's a golden retriever and it can talk and whatever best animal movies they, they've gone away they've gone away <laughs> why is this podcast two topics animal movies animal <laughs> actors and labor day <laughs> yikes oh did you see a dog's purpose no terrible movie uh, it probably looked bad so Ter- we, we got the top animal movies here according to google uh, <laughs> <laughs> homeward bound uh, i feel like i've seen that babe. oh yeah homeward bound is great babe uh free willy old yeller um, Lion King, Bambi, 101 Dalmatians. Those don't count. Do you think? Yeah, Air Bud, 1997. Hey, that's when I was born. The Bear. How about uh? How about the Birds? 
<laughs> I guess there's some good bird actors in there or something. Mm, mm. <laughs> Look at the movie Cujo. What? what is that? Look it up. C U J O. Cujo. What a what a scary looking Whoa <laughs> front title. <laughs> Dolphin's Tail. Ah, yes. Oh, did you ever see Hotel for Dogs? No. <laughs> Any good? No, no, no. It's not very good. Why is he so scary, this dog? I don't know. Look eight, at his teeth. Eight below. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, right. Eight below. Oh, I saw eight below. That was bit. that that's with um uh Cuba Gooden Jr., right? How about Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Oh, dear. How about... Oh, here's all the horse movies towards the end of the list. Black <laughs> oh, no, no, Stallion, sorry. Black Beauty. Eight Below is not with Cuba Gooding Jr. What's the other one that's exact... Is it Snow, Show Do- Snow Dogs? Yeah, Snow Dogs. Oh, Marley? It's like the exact same movie. Marley and Me people really liked, right? Is that because the dog dies? Yeah, I think all the dogs die. Oh no! All the dogs in the world. Here's die. a here's a huge <laughs> truth bomb for you. We all die eventually. Yes, especially after listening to this podcast. Gosh, we're at an hour, Cameron. Success. Oh dear. I don't even know what to name this episode. To be honest. Wow, ninety-one percent of Google users liked the movie Snow Dogs. <laughs> I like Snow Dogs. You know what the best dog movie is? And it's on the same levels of cheese as UHF. Mm. There's this movie called Sea Spot Run. Probably my favorite dog movie ever. <laughs> and uh, it is just so weird. It's about this police dog that that is supposed to be killed. And somehow it's adopted and taken into a family. Um, but the dog is being hunted by a mob boss. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite entertaining for me for some reason. So I watched weird. it a lot when I was a kid. Critic reviews. Terrible plot, badly executed. You'd be more entertained watching dogs run around in the park. <laughs> Sounds about right. I actually really, I, I was enjoyed by, I, I enjoy terrible movies, to be honest. <laughs> Feel free to skip this flop. C-Spot Run is rated PG and heavily marketed to kids, but in the first 10 minutes, the, the title character Pooch bites uh, the title character Pooch bites off a bad guy's testicle. <laughs> I know. I watched this movie as a kid and I was like, I don't want my balls bitten off by a German shepherd. Wow, now we know where um where Tarantino got his got his uh got his inspiration. You wanna know what's even crazier? You know what's even crazier? The end of the movie, the mob boss get his, gets his other testicle bitten off. <laughs> And the end of the movie. That's the, a recurring the, gag. The end of the movie. He's walking down the prison hall cell, and all you hear is clicking because he has two replacement balls that are metal. <laughs> are you serious? I'm dead serious. This movie's rated PG. I don't know how it got past it. What in the world? I'm telling you, it's worth checking out. People roll their eyes when I see Spot Run, but I'm like, dude. Okay, I'm I'm actually intrigued now. Yeah, it's not funny. It's definitely not fun. Ninety-two well, percent of Google users like this. That's movie. better than Snow Dogs. <laughs> Suck it, Snow Dogs. All right. I wait. I don't understand. How is this? How is? How are these movies so popular with Google users? <laughs> I think it's because most of these people grew up watching them. Mm, mm. I've been watching this YouTube channel. I want to shout out actually. Okay. Um, really, really great commentary tracks on YouTube over terrible movies. What is the name? Oh, of that? is it I Hate Everything? Uh, no. Okay. Not I Hate Everything. I Hate Everything is really good. It's called Pretty Much It. That is the name of the channel. They do 15 minute videos of them reacting to clips of certain movies. Really, really funny. Mm, and mm. they watch a bunch of movies that I have seen for some reason, <laughs> which is even weirder. Like, they did this reaction to this movie called The Kissing Booth. I don't know why I've seen this movie, but it was... it. The movie is just terrible. Mm, the movie mm. is just awful. I hated the movie. And they have a fantastic comedy track over it. Mm. They only give you 15 minutes. They apparently record the entire movie with them reacting through yeah, it all. Yeah. And then they cut it up into 15 minutes. 
great channel. Check it out. Pretty much it. Um, they're much bigger than us. I don't know why I'm shilling for them, but I've just been entertained by them a lot recently. That's good. You, Do you watch Wheel of the Worst or Best of the Worst? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's fun. Yeah. I don't watch it too often. But Me neither. It's a it's a it's a commitment. It's a long show for sure. But I hate everything. Have you seen these? The the search for the worst. I have watched I hate everything, but I don't know why what I've watched. I can't. I couldn't single out. Anything he he goes through. Well, he's going through. Um, Basically, IMDb's bottom 100. Wow! Watching watching everything and then like like categorizing it. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually want to watch the bottom 100. He's um he's a wonderful British man. Awesome. So his his voice is is very soothing. Well, Cameron, I think that wraps up this episode. Thank goodness. Not much oh has been gosh. said. Hey, you got to give us credit once a week. We make it happen. Yeah. All right. We make it happen. Hopefully, I, you've been entertained by something. I'm gonna be honest. I think this one was fun. At the very least. It's a day off, right? Yeah, it's a day it's off. It's Labor Day. We're not working. Isaac and Neither Cameron's day you. off. Neither are you. Okay. Yeah, we're just talking about animal actors, okay? This show was supposed to be about Labor Day. Who cares? Everything Comes From Something is currently 100% fan-funded by listeners like you. And we wanted to shout out our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you guys for supporting the show at the highest level. If you want to support Everything Comes From Something, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash ecfspodcast, where you can give a couple bucks our way and get access to our exclusive monthly podcast that is released at the end of the month on the platform through an RSS feed. If you don't have a few dollars... Again, tell a friend, tell some family about the podcast. That is how a show like this grows, and you can give us a rating on iTunes. We appreciate you guys so much, and we will see you next week.